When you can take the pebble from my hand, it will be time for you to leave. Ninja, the tea party's over. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Asian Action Cast. I'm your host, Sam. Welcome. And with me today, Mikey. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, good, good. Just the uh, dynamic duo today. Lots of sickness passing around, everyone. (laughs) The flu uh, seems to be taking everybody over. Uh, I know we've been through it, my whole family, so... uh, You've run the gauntlet, you're doing all right? Yep, I've, I've managed to dodge the sick people... Push them away. Oh, it's unbelievable. Like tuberculosis is kicking around all over the place. It's like the Black Plague. I was actually been watching, um, well, not watching, I've been following uh, The Walking Dead, uh, which is kind of like the Black Plague taking over humanity kind of thing. And this winter's felt like people are just falling left, right, and center. And I thought, you know, if you come up with uh, some kind of apocalyptic scenario, like how many people die, you know, would there be anything that is so uh, horrific? That it would actually wipe us all out? Like, you know, is there a virus that is so... Ebola? <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, right, like, if there was something so horrible, a like a, a apocalypse-style event, I don't know that there would be anything so aggressive as to wipe out humanity, other than, like, you know, like a, a meteor or something like that, but a, a disease. Like, surely there'd be people who are immune to it. Yeah, I think um, most viruses have people with some sort of immunity, but there are, like, those you know, really virulent things that can kill, like, a massive subset of people. Yeah, like the Black Plague or something, like, killed a whole bunch of people, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's why I said, like, Ebola, because that kills, like, 80% of people or something. Yeah. But there's still a certain level of people that do survive. Yeah, that'd be that'd be hilarious. The only survivors are, like, anti-vaxxers. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that. <laughs> the government was wrong. They ain't got no immunities and nothing. <laughs> uh, but anyway, anyway, moving on. Um, so today, uh, we wanted to do a podcast, and hopefully the quality is, uh, is back up to scratch. We've been slowly replacing some of our audio gear. Um, and following the um, the terrible turn for our our hosting site, uh, I think everything's back to normal now, though. Yeah, well, I think we're picking up a new mix soon, so yeah. that'll be the final piece of the puzzle. Yes, um, but we're still watching films and we're still commenting on them. Uh, today we had a look through Netflix, and uh, there was a film that you've been banding around for uh, for a while, Mike, that we haven't watched. Uh, it was Zoo Warriors of Magic Mountain. Warriors from the Magic Mountain. Oh, Warriors from the Magic Mountain. I've heard about this and it, it's been in the back of my mind, but I've never seen it. I I had I've owned it for a little while because I went on a, a spending binge at one point on Yuan Biao mm-hmm. and uh, bought a few of his movies, and uh, I I kept meaning to watch it, but yeah, got pushed to one side. It's one of those ones that got past me when I was in my younger years, watching everything I could get my hands on, but I didn't know of it, and yeah, so I thought I'd pick it up. Yeah, it Yun Biu is. I think he's experienced something of a resurgence, maybe because uh, I see a lot of his films. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? Zoo Warriors from Magic Mountain. Yes, you've owned it for a while, and uh, Yun Biu, uh, he's back in the media, I guess. Uh, the three brothers, you know, like Samo, Yun Biu, and uh, and Jackie Chan, 
I've said before that Yoon Bu has probably aged the most gracefully. Uh, Jackie's, I guess, he's turned into something of a... Uh, it hurts me to say this, but he is a bit of a corporate shill. Um, but anyway, uh, moving back to the film. Zoo Warriors of Magic Mountain is a Choi Hark film, uh, directed by Choi Hark, who's uh, in this film as a cameo. Uh, Choi Hark plays, I think, Panadol in... Uh, what was that film? Uh, yes, Madam, or Inspector Wears a Skirt. Um. And it also was produced by Raymond Chow and Leonard Ho, mm. but not not a Golden Harvest joint. Yeah, we were just talking about that earlier. I'm not sure of the specifics, so I suppose won't wildly, um, you know, speculate. But it seems to be like a sort of almost, um, you know, what a private production kind of thing going on. But we'll um, we'll figure it out. And Maybe they wanted to distance themselves from <laughs> It is a bit of uh, an oddball. It's one of the first, oh, not one of the first, but one of the first um, big fantasy films in in the um, the kung fu genre where they they go all out with the the special effects and things um, at the time. You know what though? Like Battle Wizard predates this. Yeah, and I think the, the the special effects from Battle Wizard hold up against this just fine. Well, it doesn't predate it by that much. It's yeah. only like you know, it's in the seventies versus this being in the early eighties. Yeah, well. I think they they really took some ambitious like scope that they tried to to take with this film. But uh, did they get them? Yeah, well, well, you'll find out from our revamp. Um, before we begin, actually, here in the Asian Action Cast, what do we do, Mike? <laughs> well, we generally have a watch a movie, sit around and chat about a, a kind of review recap as we go. Yeah, something like a revap. A revap. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we coined the phrase revap. Uh, and then, and then, obviously, you can make up your own minds at the end of our revap as to whether you want to watch this film or not, or if you have seen it, maybe you can laugh along with us at some yes. of the crazy stuff. Bring back those memories. Or yes. force yourself to watch them again sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It's good to revisit these things just to see how silly you were when you were a kid. Um, so this this is a Yoon Bu film. He's the main protagonist in this film. Uh, he plays a um, a soldier and his his name is Dick. <laughs> Dick <laughs> Ming Kei, um, which sounds kind of like a superhero name. And uh, the, the thing about Yoon Bu is he... he he plays an everyman a lot, and he does it well. Like he he doesn't play like this stern superhero type character. He kind of plays this bumbling. Yeah, he's he's not sort of the standout kind of type person, is he? That is, he hasn't really got that personality. So he kind of plays to type that he you know he's the everyman who gets forced into these weird yeah. kind of scenarios. He's like the underdog, mm. um, and he. This is this is probably one of the most ridiculous arguments in the movie. So he he's uh, in the army. He's in the blue army because he's wearing blue, and uh, he's delivering news. I think it was a Western army. Yeah, the like, Western Zoo or something. That like happened that. to wear blue. Yeah, and he's delivering. They're all color coded though. Because the the two uh, generals that he's delivering news to, they're different colors, aren't they? Or are they both blue? Um, no, I think that one they were all blue, but they had just two leaders who argued with yeah. each other. Yeah, because he's delivering um, this news, and the two leaders, one says, we're going to go by sea, and the other one's like, well, no, we're going to go by land, and they're having this argument, and they both turn to you and view and say, which one should we go? <laughs> and he goes, both. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. And then one of the, yeah, one of the uh, captains is just like, ah, you're a traitor. And he's like, wait, no, let's not go by any of them. 
know, this is so stupid. And then they basically sick their whole army onto this one guy. <laughs> and he's uh, essentially uh, escapes by stealing a horse and uh, strangely jumping on and off the horse in different shots. Yeah, he does like a, one of those, uh, what are they, like Cossacks, the Russian kind of... like. Oh, I call it, it's kind of like cowboy riding, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And you're jumping around like a, you know, acrobat or whatever. Yeah. But I don't know if it was so much intended, you know, to try and skip out on arrows or whatever, or it, it kind of looked as well that they sort of had the same shot from different angles and kind of pieced it together no, to so make it look like he did it, it much, kind of reused yeah. the bounce that he had going on. I, look, I think it's cool because, uh, it, you know, it's a bit dynamic and we always like to see a little bit of action. But at the same time, if it doesn't make any sense, you just kind of like, why are you doing this? Because he, he does that when he rides up to the armies and then when he gets to the armies, he stands up on the back of his horse and he does a backflip off of it. <laughs> you don't need to do that. Yeah. Well, he's quite acrobatic, but yeah, he is showing showing his skills, and uh, he um it does the old you know side dive off the horse while it's going around a corner to trick them to follow the horse and keep running. <laughs> yes, yeah, and then he finds himself. So he's essentially an army deserter, and he's found himself kind of wandering through the battlefield, and he spots a boat uh, yep. in the in the ocean, and he kind of jumps onto this boat, but the boat's already being commandeered by another guy. <laughs> He's also trying to run away from the battle. <laughs> and it's uh, Samo in a uh, a red outfit. So from, yeah, the Eastern Army, was it? Yeah, yeah, the red the red army, the Eastern Army. And what's funny about Samo to me immediately was he's got this mustache and uh, he's he's wearing like a red outfit and he's got a red um kind of a hanky hat and he kinda looks like it's almost like a turban hat, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and he looks like Mario. Oh, he does. Yes, that's yeah. right. And then with him standing next to um, Yoon Bu, it's kind of like the Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> yes, that would be that would be funny, wouldn't it? Yeah, Samu Mario and Yoon, totally <laughs> Luigi. <laughs> oh, the Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> Super Mario. Yeah. <laughs> and so they have this fight, and the, the poor boatman is kind of stuck in between the two of them, and they have this fight, and uh, they're both kind of saying... There was a guy with like a tur- tortoise shell later, so it's kind of like Bowser. Oh. <laughs> Holy shit, I wonder if that was actually... Maybe they got their ideas for some of the costumes from it. <laughs> That's too many coincidences. I wonder if that was actually on their minds. <laughs> so, um, uh, Samo and Yunbu are having this fight on the boat with their swords. It's pretty good. It's an intricate fight, but it's, there's no stakes because they're not going to kill each other. They're um, just trying to get you back down first. No, you back down first. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then in the middle of their fight, uh, the boatman jumps off the boat because there's a barrage of arrows. <laughs> they get shot through. And uh, it's actually a pretty funny bit where they're both kind of like, you have a look. Nah, I'm not going to have a look. You have a look. And then Sa- that's when Samo goes... We've got to tell which, which color arrow is it. Whose army is it? My army or your army? Yeah. And then uh, uh, I think Samo kicks open the curtain in front of Yunbu's face and says, you have a look. And that's when the arrows <laughs> rain down. Turns out that is neither of their armies. <laughs> it's it's the, the yellow, yellow army. army. <laughs> <laughs> and the yellow army's looking down and they're just like, get those guys. Uh, and then they jump into the ocean. Uh, and that's is that? Do they end up in the battlefield then? No, no. They, I think they swim away around some rocks and end up on the beach for a bit. And they both uh, get oh, out, right. and they they both decide that there's no point in killing each other. That they both want the same thing, just to have no more fights and wars and stuff. That's right. Um, and I think uh, at that point he goes, Samo walks off and says, "Look, I'll, I'll leave you alone," and, and starts walking. And then Ewan notices his water 
bottle was uh, water good was left there. So he goes after him and he's like, no, don't chase me. Yeah. And then there's a little bit of comedy tripping over and the water good hits Samo in the face. And then they <laughs> have a bit of a laugh about it and, and work out that they're both from the same area, just living on opposite sides of the river. Yeah. So why is there any fights and, and so forth? It's pretty no good because it, it establishes like these are just because Samo says that we're just like people like yeah. you and me, we're the same. We just happen to be on different armies. Like, why? Why should we fight each other? It's the the you know the higher ups fault essentially. Yeah. And then of course they stumble into the middle of a battlefield because uh, from like three different directions, three different oh, armies sort of converge on them. <laughs> with uh, what's it? There's the yellow one, the green one, there's and red. A, a, it's a, an orangey red. Is it orange or red? Yeah, I, I think it's kind I of orange because it didn't seem like Samo's color. Yeah, so it's kind of orange, I think. And then that they all start fighting, and then. Um, Samo and, and Ewan decide, hey, let's pretend we're fighting and slowly make our way this to the edge really of it. So, so they have a little bit of back and forth slapstick where it goes, no, you're fighting too much. <laughs> <laughs> turn it down, turn it down. Turn it down, it down turn it down. <laughs> and then I think they get separated while one's not looking the other way and then someone starts oh, attacking them. This is the funniest thing of this whole fight, right? So they... They, at first, they're they're actually fighting, like like choreographing their fighting and stuff, and then they're like, okay, let's just fight together. And they're both like walking backwards, looking around, and they're both doing this, just like clashing their swords together, like they're not actually fighting. And so the swords are just going ping, 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 ping. And because they're not looking at what they're doing, they both end up separated. And Sam is just fighting an actual person without looking, uh, which is really funny. It's kind of like. Um, uh, that scene in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Um, anyway, so Samo ends up uh, separated, and they both kind of they both get they, away. They call each other across the battlefield, and uh, Samo goes, "What? What?" And so he he knocks down the guy that's fighting him easily, and then starts to move back towards you and to to help him out. And then um, they do a, a whole numbers thing where um, three coloured people come out <laughs> against him, and then. Uh, four of a different colour come to oppose them and he, he starts pretending to be on each other's side and then it keeps going backwards and forth with them. As they run away, then a whole bunch more of the same colour comes to support them until it's like, what, nine versus eight or something. <laughs> and then and like, hang on a minute. He's fighting on both sides. There's 15 yeah. of us. Let's get him. <laughs> and they all sort of chase after Samo. That's pretty funny. And then he, he runs away. So they're both running away and they're running towards the edge of a cliff. And that's when they're like, oh, no, like, what are we going to do? We're on the edge of a, cl- a cliff. And Samo says to um, Yoon Bu, he's like, well, it's better that one of us survive rather than the other one. And this was a perfect comedy moment for Samo to go, it should be me. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, why don't you jump? No, you jump. And then uh, he's, uh, I think he just stretches out his arm and accidentally knocks Ewan and Ewan just goes fallen. Yeah, because Samo doesn't know there's a cliff there. Yeah. It's just like uh, like nudging him to get out, get away. Yeah, he didn't look backwards. <laughs> no, and then he, he runs away. Uh, well, Yoon Bu actually slides down the cliff and then he lands on the bottom of the cliff. And uh, the last you see of Samo for now is uh, a sword up against his neck. So Yeah, and he's like, oh, crap, I'm stuck. He's either captured or killed. But um, this is where things get weird. Cause at, so the beginning of the film kind of eases you in. So at the moment, there's not really been any high fantasy or anything. It's just, it's just kind of set in the 5th century yeah. where there's a war, warring states, essentially. Yeah, it's just like every think. Japanese film ever made. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, like... Up until now, no magic, no flying, no even the sword play is pretty, um, you know, pretty mundane, uh, intricate but mundane. And that's when uh, Yoon Bu goes into a cavern. He says, "Oh, what's this? There's a cave in the side of the cliff. 
I'll go in there. It's getting a bit dark and I feel a bit cold. And he lights up a fire and, you know, he happens to stumble across a, uh, across a, uh, a temple carved into the side of the cliff. Yeah, it's like Random a horror temple. Random spots to put it. <laughs> um, this is... There, there, there's... This is kind of like spooky encounters. There's all these like um, what are they urns with um, like markings on them and stuff. Yeah, um, and it's kind of I suppose it's kind of meant to be like a funerary place where they've put the bodies of monks or whatever in it or something. Mm. It's uh, while he's sitting there, there's like some movement and some spirits kind of attack him, and he's jumping around. Some good stuff like he's running around. It's in the dark, so you can't see any of the wire work. But the wire work is really impressive because mm. uh, there's lots of flying, jumping up in the beams and flying and just spinning around. And I actually thought that the the ghouls themselves look kind of cool because it's kind of like a black shadowy figure with a mask, and the light the eyes light up. Yeah, uh, and so they kind of follow him around. It does go on for probably a little bit too long. Yeah. Um, but then, like, he gets saved by these flying swords, I guess. Yeah, they basically come and pin the, the ghouls down and cut them into pieces and stuff. Yeah, and, and you don't know who's doing it. Yeah, and then, yeah, I think towards the end he sees that there's a, you know, a guy in white by the entrance that's yeah. sort of directing the blades with his mind or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah, I couldn't see what it is, but the, the, the actual blades hitting the ghouls were kind of, like, glowing blue. So it could have been the blade or it could have been, like, an energy blast or something like that. Um, and not having seen anything like that in the film before, it's hard to tell. Uh, but after he dispatched of the ghouls, really cool because it kind of shoots them through the head and then they go flying back. Um, you see like the back of him and that's when Yoon Bu is like, excuse me, mister, you know, like, honorable mister or whatever. Like, thank you. Thank you for saving me. And he turns around and it's uh, old school Asian action master Adam Cheng, uh, who is a... Probably, I, I personally have known him more for his drama work. He does a lot of like uh, melodrama, sitcoms, and uh, you know, like soaps. I guess my parents used to watch him a lot. Yeah. Uh, and this is he was the um, uh, who's the guy from Fong Sayok? He was the leader of the White Lotus Society. Oh, yeah. Um, or the Red Lotus Society. I forget what it's called. Uh, White Lotus, I think, might be from Once Upon a Time in China too. Uh, but Adam Cheng, um, who's who's quite famous in, in Hong Kong, and he looks the part too. He looks like a wushu master. <laughs> you know, he's got hair, which I assume is his real hair. I've never seen him with short hair, so <laughs> I don't know. But he's got these um, two blades on his back. The powerful 70s bangs going on. Yeah, yeah. He's a handsome guy. Like, if there was ever an Asian James Bond being made, I imagine that he would be Asian James Bond. Yeah. No, he's, he's suave. He's debonair. Uh, and he looks great in wushu. So he's flying around and he's wearing those wushu boots. And I almost expect him to walk around with his hands in a T pose uh, <laughs> with a tang, 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 tang. Um, but he's got these two blades on his back, which uh, they respond to his mind. And when he says return, they kind of like slide back into their scabbards. It's a uh, white one and a black one. Yeah, yeah. Yin and yang, I guess. Mm. Um, so he's all marble cake. <laughs> Either or. Um, but he's he's kind of like, oh, you know, you found yourself in a bit of trouble here. Tr- stay out of trouble. And Yoonbyu's like, no, 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 like, you got to teach me. You know, like, the world's all messed up. And people like you, heroes like you, need to step up to help men deal with their shit because we, we just can't deal with our stuff. And he's all like, nah, screw you. Screw men. They're all, like, they bring it on themselves. They create war and stuff. They need to sort it out themselves. I don't need to do nothing. Yeah, he he's kind of a, a bit aloof, I guess. Um, obviously, he still cares because he saved Yoon Bu. He didn't have to do that. 
Um, but the, these lowly ghouls were probably no match for him. Um, so then Ewan's, uh, he, he disappears while Ewan's looking the other way. And then um, Ewan sort of crawls out up to the top looking for him. He can't find him. And he goes, mm, what, what do I do now? I know. I'll sit in the same spot <laughs> and wait for him to come back. That's what he wants me to do. So it's like a trial, a test. Or yeah. so forth. And then all of a sudden the next scene where he's like walking around, I'm like, that's kinda not sitting in the same spot. He didn't wait very long. <laughs> didn't wait very long. He's like, Eh, it's boring. Does it isn't the next thing he takes on some bats, some red bats? No, well, yeah. The he stumbles into sort of it's kind of like a valleyway or, or it I suppose we should point out that the zoo mountains are like a mountain range in, in a certain part of China and there's they've got like all magical creatures and myths and things about these mountains. So. Is it really? It's a real mountain range or is it just like a mythical mountain range? Well they did they said it's um it's called something else now. I think at the beginning they actually had a, a like a, a um you know a scrolling voiceover that sort of <laughs> explained it all but I didn't take what the the actual names of the places but yeah. Ah. So I'd be interested it, it was, in the real place. I'm not going to watch it again to get that little no, bit no. out. But no, yeah, yeah. It was um just you know in ancient times they were called these kind of things and you know, all stories. There's, there's lots of stories from ancient time, you know. People yeah. write them. It's just like a fairy tale from other cultures and things about mountains and whatever. Yeah. You know. That's yeah, pretty cool. It's spooky. It's a gloomy atmosphere. Yeah. yeah so he's in uh, a valley and uh, some, like, things, red things just start shooting over the top of his head and he's, like, ducking down to get out of the way. And then um, uh, the master jumps down and, like, throws his swords at them to get him. It's like a red bird like an evil demon bird thing. Yeah, because Yunbu tries to slash at it and his sword, like, melts. Melts. Yeah. Yeah. So he's very ill-equipped to fight demons. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then uh, the master sort of explains to him, look over there, and there's, like, a pile of skulls on the floor. And oh, like, yeah, boy these, are, these are young boy skulls that the evil sect has sacrificed oh, good to the, the evil demons. And he picks them up and shows him like, a mark on their forehead and stuff and goes, yes, that's... That's essentially why I'm here to stop all the evil demons in these mountains. Isn't that like Yunbu goes, oh, maybe they want me because I'm like a, a virgin. I'm yes, like a young virgin. Young virgin. I think that's playing on the, you know, the, the kung fu stereotype that you have to be a virgin to have super kung fu powers. Be pure. Hmm. Be pure. Pure. I think it was probably something that uh, people told kids so that they wouldn't have sex. It's like avoid <laughs> sexual transmitted diseases by not having sex. It will increase your Kung Fu <laughs> and reduce your chances of STDs. <laughs> At least that's our excuse anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why it's a sausage fest. No, that's not why. Uh, <laughs> so Yoon view is kind of like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just a young virgin. And um, that's when uh, Adam Cheng, what's his name actually? Ying, Ying Tin, yeah, uh, Ting Yin. He says, uh, oh, I don't think they give a shit <laughs> whether you're pure or not. <laughs> not. <laughs> They're just evil. So uh, then they turn around and um, there's a few more birds start coming in and, and all of a sudden someone else appears and throws, I think it's like the hats get thrown. Oh, that's thrown. right. Um, it's almost like um, Kung Lao hats from yes. um, Mortal Kombat and they start like chopping up the birds and they realize there's two other people here, mm. monks with um, you know their beads and floating in the air and stuff, and they start bouncing around between all of the different pillars that happen to be floating around. And you know they're good because um, uh, they're Ting wearing Yin. white. <laughs> they're wearing white, and Ting Yin is smiling. Like he's looking at them, and it's kind of like, oh yeah, these guys these, are here. These are my yeah. These are my friends. Yeah. So they throw these hats, and uh, I think what they're flying as well. This is actually really cool because they're flying through the um, 
the cabins in between the rocks and that, and um, one of them's riding on the other one, and they do like these intricate wire work flips, and they've got these hats and they're throwing, and they're just like weaving in and out of all these pillars. It looks really, really impressive. And one of them, one of them's got the kind of like a tortoiseshell backpack thing yes. going on. Yeah, and uh, and the other one has like even more tinier kind of. I, don't, I want to call them symbols. Yeah, they look like symbols. I think they are symbols. I think they're symbols. I wonder if they, they are. They make the noise, bing, bing. Yeah. And they throw them around and stuff. So they defeat quickly the um, the demon bird things that are in the area and then um, come down to to where um, Adam is is with uh, Ewan. And they get into an argument straight away. What yeah, are you the, doing here? The other monk, uh, played by Damien Lau, he's, he's an abbot. Um, and he gets very emotional, apparently. Uh, he and he doesn't he doesn't like the fact that um, that uh, what's his name Adam Cheng and and Yun Bu are there. He's like, no, no, we're going to take care of this evil. <laughs> we we've come here to do this. You can go now. Yeah. See you later. Don't need your help. Yeah. This is out of your jurisdiction. <laughs> <laughs> this is FBI territory. <laughs> and of course, Adam Cheng is just like, no, no, we we're here first. <laughs> it's like, no, no. You, well, you can you can go first because. We're going to, you know, go in that temple right there and we're going to take them out. So, well, see you later. And they just start walking to the temple and then um, David's obviously having a bit of a laugh to himself because he thinks it's just a funny banter. <laughs> well, see, the funny thing to me is that, uh, so Adam Chang or, or Ting Yin, he's, he didn't want Yun Bu as a disciple, right? He's like, no, 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 I'm not taking any disciples. And Yun Bu's like, no, 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 be my, be my master. And, uh, and Adam Chang's like, no. And then when this abbot shows up, he's got an offsider as well, um, who is played by Discount. I've called him. I've called him Discount Yunbu many, many times, <laughs> and uh, I actually felt kind of bad because now they're both in the in same, the same film. Uh, it's Hoi Mang um, playing Yi Chen. So Hoi Mang is this uh, disciple as well, and uh, the abbot's disciple, and the abbot's kind of like my idiot disciple kind of thing. So he bosses him around, and uh, it's at this point that Adam Cheng starts bossing Yunbu around. He's like. You. <laughs> so it, even though he didn't want a disciple, now he needs like a lackey to kind of assert his own authority. I thought that was quite funny. So they all sort of head into the uh, the temple where the evil sect is practicing their, um, I don't know, what, what do you want to call it? Like evil offerings to the, yeah. the demons? Sacrificing, sacrificing kids, kids and, and, and whatnot. Give them extra powers, I guess. Yeah, so they kind of all bouncing around in the air until they all take like sort of perched positions up in the air. Yes. And then they all sort of just watch as the evil sect kind of like appears. They do this weird editing technique trying to make it look like they suddenly more of them appear, but it's very sloppy. It's, I wonder if they were doing it on purpose because what they do is they, they obviously have the camera in a fixed position. They've got everybody like maybe eight, 12 of these guys that are flipping around and then they kind of flip, and a couple of times they either cut very, very like sh- a very short cut, um, so it's a jarring effect, yeah, um, where they change positions. But then sometimes they do like a short fade um, to fa- transition between two scenes that are very similar. Yeah, and it's kind of trying to make it appear as if they're doubling yeah. when they split into like more and more people until there's like about ten like waving these flags and things. And I, I'd note up up front that the camera work in this film is actually pretty good. It, yeah. it follows them 
very well tracking when they're doing the flying scenes and stuff. It just seems the editing kind of lets it down a bit um, yeah. compared to the camera work itself. I reckon uh, because this film is so effects heavy, mm. um, I noticed that there were a lot of fixed camera positions. So obviously, yeah. so you don't move the camera very much. It makes it easier to do the special Add things effects. things in later. Yeah. 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 Um, so and, and I, I swear they must have just whatever special effect they could think of they were like can we do that glowing sword yes okay can we do this multiplying people yes <laughs> puffy cloud of whatever yeah <laughs> go for it and it was at this point that I um, like they're talking about the evil sect and the swords and everything and I thought man this is just like Kung Fu Cult Master like the story is very very evocative of the, the same story that was in the Kung Fu Cult Master which is based off a book right mm. um, something about two swords this, this movie obviously is a story about two swords as well, um, which I guess could be like an analogy for gay love. <laughs> so, and we'll come back to well, that. Could be, could, yeah, be. could be. I suppose we're showing our lack of you know knowledge of famous um, you know, <clears throat> uh, fairy tales in, in in China and stuff. This, this is where we need Nathan to go. You're stupid. You're of st- course, it is this and that. And blah, you don't blah, understand. Blah. I'm Nathan. <laughs> I know all. I know stuff. Uh, well, you know, when you unite two swords together, you have a sword fight. It, it could be taken as... <laughs> uh, in any case, they, they take on the evil sect. And um, the evil sect are pretty powerful. The uh, the, the head guy, is uh, he starts shooting like flames out of his mouth or some shit. It seems to like, be like two bad leaders... You know, two two bad leaders, two two bad guys that are like leaders. There's like one guy that has a flame, and another guy that like controls like this mist yeah. stuff going on. Yeah, it's kind of so like... they kind of split off. Like the monks taking on one, and and um and sword guys taking on the other. Yeah, um, one of the evil disciples is uh, played by Hark On Fung, who, if you remember from Police Story One, was one of the main henchmen that was trying to take the uh, suitcase off of Jackie. Um, and he's got this evil mark on his forehead. And what follows is actually a really good fight because um, they're having this really intricate wire work jumping around and uh, Adam Chang is shooting off like his sword blasts against all these guys and making them explode. It reminds me of Link from Legend of Zelda. She's like, pew, pew, um, which looks really cool. And uh, the abbot is using his symbols, I guess, and he's shooting them off as well. Um, and really... While the fight's happening, the two disciples, Yun Bu and Hoi Mang, they're just kind of watching. They're not really involved. Actually, a cool bit was when um, this flame guy was attacking Hoi Mang and Hoi Mang landed in the water. And uh, he's he's like, oh, shit, I'm in the water. So he starts splashing water over himself. Because to... he knows that, like, the, the flame's coming to try and give him some level of protection. Yeah. And, and when he splashes himself and he gets himself wet, he does this pose and then he spits out of like, his <laughs> mouth full of water. <laughs> I thought it was a nice touch. Um, but uh, they're basically doing their best to avoid getting hit from the battle that's going around and avoid the, the bad guys that happen yeah. to be throwing things around and magical shots flying off left, right and center, knocking out like there's like giant bells. Oh yeah. Scenes that they're like holding onto and then they get crushed and fall. So they have to jump off sort of floating around yeah. all flying through the air basically at the same time. I reckon the whole point of this fight was just to show you how badass the, you know, the Abbott and, and Adam Cheng's character are. Pretty much. Because uh, yeah. the two disciples don't really do much, um, but the two heroes... Think, and, and then the, the point of them just watching towards the end of the scene, they obviously get forced to be involved by the shots like coming near and hitting them, and then they're about to get hit by one of the bad guys, and um, the abbot and Adam have to come and rescue both of them um, from, or mainly Ewan's character, um, from getting hit 
Um, oh, so that's right. Because then he, he says, oh, look, I'm sorry. It's my fault that... He got in the way. So the bad guys kind of... Uh, the main bad guys escape while they're, they're obviously rescuing Ewan's character. Yeah. And they're outside at, at that point And they're like, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. I got in the way. And they don't like, give him too much shit, like, though. No, no, no. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's Adam's fault. Yeah. He, shouldn't have, he shouldn't have come in the first place. I told you I was going to take care of it. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and Adam Chang's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, no, we can't work together. We've told you this. Yeah. Look, the moon's high in the sky. You pick a direction, go. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you go. You pick one and I'll go the other way. Yeah, you pick first. And goes, okay, we're going north. We'll see you later. Yeah, they just walk off. No, 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 don't follow. We're going. But that, that, then the abbot and uh, Hoi Mang, they just disappear. And then Yoon Vu's like, those guys are crazy. Am I right, Sifu? And he turns around and his master's gone as well. He's like, what the fuck? Everybody's gone. Because uh, then he, he ends up all alone. And he has this moment where he's just like, this is the reason why humanity is so messed up. Because <laughs> yeah. you People guys... just don't want to work together. Yeah, you just disappear. And so he has like this moment where he's just screaming at the sky. <sighs> yeah, come back. Why won't you come back? Um, and then they do. They do come back, but now they're then, in trouble. Then... um. A, a weird red sort of floating material cloud comes out and it's not it's sort of got almost like a face shape it's almost like someone hiding behind like a a, a material thing doing moves and flipping and and being crazy but you never see the body of it oh the sheet yeah it's like a sheet kind of dance yeah this is really cool because um it's almost like a magic trick because it appears mm. out of nowhere and it moves around like a sheet with a face yep. and then it will like rise from the ground and take on like a form of a person yep. and then it will disappear again. It was yep. really well done, really yep. well done. Then it sort of starts throwing things around and and you obviously get the idea, oh, okay, it's red, so it's it's an evil demon-y thing and then uh, just as Ewan's about to get hit by it, um, all three of the others sort of return and, and start fighting. Yeah. Um, fighting the bad thing. Well, they've lost, um, apparently they're, they're struggling to regain control of their mystical weapons, like uh, Adam's sword and the abbot's uh, shields. Yep. Um, because this, this creature was controlling them or was basically holding them. Um, and then they have this fight where uh, the abbot gets hit um, somehow. He gets like wrapped up in, in some like... I don't know. Rap. He does like the his small symbols. He does like this ring of them. Yeah. Trying. He basically tries to take them on himself. Yeah. And and gets like not obviously not strong enough to defeat them by on his own. own. So he gets sort of held down and and struck. Yeah. By um the the powers of the the evil demon thing, and uh and by getting hit, it's kind of like a a poison, a, like an evil poison. Like the cheek's palm or something. Yeah, and yeah. it's so, sort of taking over his body, so his, his complexion changes to be grey, I think. And yeah. some grey paint on him. Yeah, so he he, bec- he becomes monochromatic. And, uh, <laughs> and Adam Cheng is like, oh no, I better do something. So he uh, uses his other sword, which fans out into a fan of swords, yeah. uh, which doesn't really do much. It just kind of flies around. And then he calls it back uh, in a cool actual effect because the sword just kind of... It flies back, it's but like it, a boomerang kind of thing. Yeah, but it kind of like uh, like after images of the sword kind of return back into its scabbard. To the holster. Yeah, yeah. like um, there's like fifty swords just all going into the one sword. Yeah. So the the abbot he he realizes he's kind of done for, um, but then uh, Adam Chang's kind of like, no, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some of my chi to um, stop the poison. Yeah. Yeah, and in a cool move actually, he he manages to manipulate the abbot in kind of like a a fight-ish thing um where he puts his hands on the abbot's back and then pushes the abbot's hands into the mountain so he can't 
retaliate. Mm. Yeah, and then he kind of gives him his chi. And he tells the two disciples kind of go, go wait out the front. Like, and just, make sure no one comes this way because we've got to concentrate. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so he's he's kind of passing his chi. And even though the disciples are kind of out the front, the, the red demon is still there. And it's kind of coming towards them. I think it um, it finds you in first... And yeah, he was like, "Oh, I've got to, I've got to like distract it and, and draw it away from where the others are." So he starts calling out to it, "Hey, hey, I'm not as scared of you or nothing." <laughs> blah blah blah, whatever he says, I can't remember. Get out of here! Get out of here! And then he then he goes, "Oh crap!" Because it's coming. So he starts running. Yeah, yeah, running around. And um, it's at this point that he trips over and falls uh, into something white. Mm. And uh, a, a white man sort of steps up and throws some light power at the red demon and, and knocks it away. And uh, Ewan's sort of stumbling around going, what, what happened there? And he realizes he's got like things stuck to him. Like it looks almost like cobwebs yeah. sort of stuck to his face. And he pulls it up and, and then <laughs> there's a man that's attached to the other end. It's like his whiskers yeah. attached to him and stuff. And he this sort of pulls weird. him out of the, the rock face and it's a, it's an old man. And it's it's Samo again. It's Samo. He's playing a different character. Different character. Uh, who I wasn't even sure if it was Samo Hung or not. He plays a character called Chang Mei. Yeah. It's uh yeah, he's he's obviously got a, a lot more makeup on and, and so forth. And he, he actually looks a bit because at this point he's quite young, mm. obviously, but he, he looks he, he looks a part of a, an older person. Yeah, um, well, quite he's, well. He's like got the, the grey makeup, makeup yeah. and that. Yeah, this is uh, like Magnificent Butcher Days. Oh, maybe oh, well, a that later. was a bit earlier. This is a bit later, yeah. but yeah, you know, yeah. he's still quite young, and you know, eighty-three. Yeah, and probably still a misogynist. <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's all dressed always, in white. Always, always. <laughs> I, I did like being uh, up on the ladies. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't in this film. But Yoon Bu is kind of like we know of. <laughs> uh, yeah, behind the scenes, <laughs> Yoon Bu is like, "Are you a good guy?" And he's like, "Look at me, I'm dressed in white." <laughs> <laughs> of course I am. Of course I am. And he has like this uh, glowing disc. It's like the sky mirror. Yeah. I, I assume it means moon or something. And um, he he's able to fight the red demon, um, but but not destroy the red demon. He's he's strong enough to like knock it out and and keep it pinned down. It sort of pulls the the um the dead boy skulls to itself to protect yeah. itself from the light, and then. Uh, almost like a stone structure sort of comes up around it. Yeah. It builds like a stone cocoon out of dead boy's bones, I guess. Skeleton, yeah. Yeah. So uh, he's like, I'll hold it down here, but I, I, I'm not strong enough anymore to destroy it. So you're going to have to go find my disciples because I'm a teacher. Mm. And uh, some yin tech or, or something is on some mountain with the twin swords. You need to go get the twin swords yeah. to defeat this evil demon. Because that's the only thing that's going to be powerful enough. Because this demon is getting ready to resurrect now that it's built this cocoon. Yep. Uh, and this is when I was like, nah, this is definitely based on the same story. Twin swords, come on. Yeah. So at this point, uh, they go back around to, to find um, Adam and uh, and the Abbot. Abbot. And... Uh, his uh, cheese not doing the trick. It's not no. not um, forcing out the the evil demon blood. So he's like, "You gotta let me go and kill me." You know, blah blah blah. Yeah, and Adam Chang's like, "No man left behind." And uh, he, <laughs> no one behind. <laughs> he says, "No, no, we we will take you to this. Uh, what's the place called? Sky Fortress or something? Something Fort? Yeah, I can't, I can't remember the name. Chu Fort. That's or, why I kept thinking Sky Fortress because it looked like it's in the sky." <laughs> 
and uh, they they take the abbot to this place and it, it's to get healed. It's essentially a convent full of women, yeah, um, banging attractive women, uh, all with swords. So and, and be the, respectful and super ice powers because they're all icy bitches. Yeah, that's right. They want to speak to the lady of the fort, uh, who is played by Bridget Lynn, a very young, attractive Bridget Lynn. She has some super healing powers that they yes. want to use. But like the golden child or like the uh, emperor in uh, that movie about the emperor. <laughs> <laughs> you know the one uh, where he's locked in his fortress. He, uh, she has to stay in her fortress of solitude um, and she can't come out unless fate decides that she can come out. So there's a, a special trick with like a blue flame that mm. the blue flame has to not um, extinguish itself before she's come out to make herself known or whatever. That's right. And Adam Cheng's like, nah, like the abbot needs help now. I'm going to hold this flame. So he grabs the flame and like adds his own power to make sure that it doesn't go out before she comes out. And of course the door's open and she sort of floats in. Yeah. Because he's causing a bit of a ruckus and all of her disciples are like, no, you can't do that. And they have this little fight. Um, and then obviously the lady's had enough. Yeah. Because she can hear and see everything that's going on. Because she's some kind of voyeur. So... um she shoots her super ice powers out anyway and, and basically freezes them all by... Um, at, oh, yeah, that's right. And, and then uh, he goes... And he's Adam's about to fight back and she's like, don't you actually want to heal him? I was just freezing them so <laughs> so they don't interfere, yeah. essentially. And he's like, oh, okay. So then um, she takes him into the secret t- chamber and puts him on a, like a pedestal kind of thing. And there's all like um, statues of Buddhas all around and she starts like doing all her poses and and shooting light at him and and um, at the abbot trying yeah. to like destroy the blood. And you see like almost like a it's kind of like a meant to be like an X ray, but you're seeing like the veins and and the evil yeah that was cool in there. that was cool yeah, though that was that was a good special effect yeah they didn't use it very much because it was uh, only in one shot yeah just in that uh, this actual scene that the set and everything reminded me a lot of Big Trouble in Little China. And um, I think, uh, what's his name? John Carpenter had actually come out and said that this was a... Inspiration for yeah, that film. Because the, 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 the set has these the Buddha statues and they're all kind of like porcelain Buddha statues. And when they turn, these like almost neon lights kind of flicker in their chests. Um, and uh, I have to admit that, you know, uh, Big Trouble in Little China probably looks a little bit tackier. But this, this was just, it was like, wow. Okay. It's kind of like um, she's like turning different statues to capture the light in a certain angle and it's got this like feng shui thing going on just yeah. to make the right light to destroy the the demon blood yeah so it's taken a while anyway and um in the end i think she's she's almost got it done but then she starts to faint yeah she's passing out because using her energy using all her energy up to destroy the the evil demon blood and uh Adam and ends up jumping and catching her as she falls, but the demon's not fully defeated, and she ends up um, twisting and like knocking one last hit. And uh, I don't think Adam sees it, but the blood sort of splatters on him. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, I thought it was and because it she up, slapped him in the face. He, she, he got slapped in the face and she cut him, but the blood sort of sp- splattered around him. Oh. But, um, we'll okay. come back to that in a second. Yeah. Okay. Because they float in the air for a little while. It's very Fong Se Yuk too with Jet Li and uh, Amy Kwok, call me. Um, <laughs> and they're spinning in the air and it's like this romantic moment. I mean, who who oh, wouldn't oh, love of Adam they, f- they fall in love with each other in that, that one split second. Oh, yeah. Bridget Lin. I mean, who wouldn't fall in love with Bridget Lin or Adam Cheng? And Adam Cheng. Good good couple. Yeah, yeah. Just, oh, beautiful babies. Um, 
so she she's uh, incredibly exhausted now because she's just saved the abbot, and she has to retire to her fortress of solitude. And uh, and Adam Chang's like, you know, thanks very much, yada yada yada. Um, Will we meet again? If fate, if fate, fate is, fate oh, is I, I don't believe in fate. I don't believe in fate. <laughs> How do you know it's not fate? Yep. What if I call you up? That's fate. Yeah. So uh, Adam's like, okay, well, we'll leave the abbot here to you know rest and heal. And um, oh yeah, we got to get back onto the main story because we were like wasted thirty minutes of the film doing this yeah. offshoot thing. Yeah, we haven't is, got about the twin swords. This has been a really big diversion. And and meanwhile as well, the two disciples are causing a bit of a ruckus. Because um, one of the one they of, wanted to see what was going on. Yeah, yeah, and there's a cool, um, a couple of cool things. One of them was uh, that um, tunnel. It was kind of like a window in the side of a cavern, but it is actually like a made out of water, and you jump through it, and it you're in the bottom of a lake, yeah, essentially, yeah. Um, which I thought was cool. And one of the disciples of the Lady of the Fort was uh, played by Moon Lee, and um, she's kind of like this outspoken disciple, and like head. Head honcho number two or whatever. Yeah, and she obviously um, she's one of the uh, kind of antagonists. Guards. She's one of the guards, but th- there's a bit of tension between her and the two disciples. So they're trying to think of how to like trick them to let them pass. Oh, we've got to go to the toilet. No, you don't. <laughs> You're not going. Too yeah. bad. Oh, well, I'll just go here. Don't yeah. pull your pants down. Yeah. We're like virtuous ladies. No. Oh no, penis. How dare you? Penis. And Put then um, they end up. I think one of them ends up. Um, pulling her belt off or something so her pants fall down so they can sneak past. That was pretty funny. Going, ah! That was pretty funny. Uh, high jinks. They end up catching them in the end um, and stripping them naked and forcing them to stand there while they all got their swords pointed at them until um, Adam ends up coming out. Yes. <laughs> with the... Um, with the, the abbot? The ab- or the lady. The boss lady comes out with them <laughs> and they go, what are you doing? Stop messing yeah. around. Yeah. You scamps. Scamps. And so they're getting ready to, to leave. And uh, do we miss the bit with the lake or is that coming up now? Because you know how they're at the lake and they're... No, um, no. Like they've kind of left the fort. Yeah. Um. So Adam, Yun, and um, the the abbots kind of... What's his name? Oh, what's Which one? Mang Hoi? Discount, yeah, Mang. Yeah, Discount Yun View. Discount Yun View. Right. You will forever be known as Discount Yun <laughs> View. So they're Yun-Vue. outside near like a, a waterfall anyway. Yeah. And uh, he goes, don't worry, you know, Discount Yun. You can go back and look after the abbot. We'll take care of the sword stuff. And it's like, oh, okay, thanks. And he just like goes off. And then um, he's talking to, Adam's talking to Yun going, you know what? You haven't got a weapon. Why haven't you got a weapon? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's right. It melted. Can I borrow your black sword? Well, I've been keeping this black sword for my student, <laughs> but you're not my student. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll let you have it. You can so borrow you it. You can borrow it. I like the look on Yunbu's face, though. I, I imagine him thinking, like, I've got to borrow it? I've got to give it back? <laughs> Just give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I suppose it's better than nothing. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take your borrowed sword. <laughs> so then... Uh, he opens up the sword, and that's where we realized that the blood had splattered onto that sword. Oh, is that out. what that red stuff was? That was oh, the red stuff, okay. and he sort of flicks out the sword, but the blood flicks onto Adam and then starts attacking him. Oh. And that's how he gets infected. And Adam turns. So then he starts to turn all gray and stuff, and he's like, oh, crap. Yeah. Now, now and then he's like, um, he can't really fight it with his own chi and... Um, There's a cool effect, though, when it looks like he's we getting... We forgot the... Oh, well. oh the the lake bit where he's fighting and then there's the lake yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, that doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Um there's a cool effect when he's getting um when he's fighting the evil within and uh like spots on his body 
kind of like burst in a kind of like a firework or like a like a sort of like poppers. Yeah. Pop, 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 pop. And if it's a special effect, if it's an actual digital effect, well done because it looks real as hell. And if it's a practical effect, well done because it would have hurt. Like <laughs> I reckon it was practical. It looked practical to me. Like I reckon they just had those little, you know, these little popping ones. You probably just set up in specific locations. But and no, just went pop, pop, pop. But there was no like a residue. Like the the clothes didn't just the darken. flash. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. There, there's no like burn marks or stuff. Yeah, you would have expected. So it's kind of yeah. So maybe. bravo, bravo, bravo. Well done. Yeah, well, well done. done. Um. So now you've got the Abbott, who's well. Uh, Adam Cheng, who's not well, he's now turning monochromatic himself, and and Bridget's all upset, obviously, because she's just fell in love with him, and now yeah. he's now he's turning into a demon. Yeah, that's so right. So they end up going back to the fort, obviously, to try and get her to heal him now. And I really, when they went back, I was just like, "Are serious again? <laughs> We've got to go back to this yeah. fort. This what isn't even part of the story. <laughs> Advance to getting stupid swords. Uh, Come on." So uh, they. They basically they they want her to come back out again, but uh, oh wait, we missed a bit here. This is important um, because while they were uh, getting better, um, Adam Cheng decides that he's going to impart some of his ability to Yun Bu. Yeah, uh, and there's a really weird scene where he he gives him his chi on his back, and then Yun Bu's chest and parts of his body start to inflate. He's like stretching him in all weird angles and pushing his hat palms, and like his whole chest comes out yeah. and <laughs> so really weird. bending weird. A practical effect, though. I think yeah. he's wearing like a bodysuit. It's kind of like, <laughs> like inflating, like Stretch Armstrong thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right. His arms just gone. <laughs> Um, and then uh, discount Yunbu. I'm going to call him Yun Tu. Yun Tu. Yeah, Yun Tu. So it's Yunbu and Yun Tu. So Yun Tu is looking at him and he's kind of like, "Whoa, that's crazy." Um, and Yunbu is kind of going, "Oh man, this is this is nuts." And the, what happens after that to show that he's like powerful now is he just jumps down from a uh, like a rafter. He's like, "Oh, I can fly now." Yeah. He's like, "Wow, how did I become so powerful?" <laughs> Like, you didn't, Yunbu, you didn't. <laughs> you just took on that chi. Yeah, but I tell you what, though, he, he is 2000s fit because his shirt off, he is rocking a six-pack. <laughs> Yunbu's other nickname is Abs. <laughs> Ab Yun. <laughs> yeah, this is just before, um, what's it, Million Dollar era, uh, Wheels on Mills. Oh, was it? Is this just before Wheels on Mills? Well, is like it? a few years before. So predates. Couple, predates, yeah, a couple ah, years before Wheels okay. on Mills. Yeah, because he does he's, look really... looking pretty fit in that, yeah. Yeah, mm. okay. So, anyway, we came back to the fort, and yes. um, obviously, fate has to decide again, and then the abbot doesn't like that, so he starts trying to go, what do you mean, fate? Yeah. I, he was obviously incapacitated the first time they, they sort of came through. He goes, screw that. She can just come out and heal him. And then they get in a bit of argument, and anyway, she ends up coming out um, after they, they start fighting each other, um, and, and go, oh, quick, i, I got to heal Adam. Mm. So she brings him back to his the little perch in yeah. the room again. But the problem this time is she used up all her powers saving the abbot. So she mm. hasn't got enough stamina left to, to fight the evil demon again. So she kind of fails halfway through. And then um, Adam sort of realizes and he's like, you have to kill me now. And then she goes to kill him. But then the demon sort of takes over and knocks the the um, blast away so she she doesn't hit him and then he sort of throws her and then bursts through the wall and they're, they're all sort of fighting each other again um, in the main chamber and, and Adam's kind of like half in control half night sort yeah. of slowly taking over his body and he's going you gotta kill me you know 
Yeah, but they the can't. going to take over. But but uh, and he tells you and to kill him. If you're my student, you must bow down and 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 kill me. And then he comes up to stab him through, and then he turns the blade around and hits him with the the um the hilt, the hilt of the the sword yeah. instead. Uh, of course, that's not going to work. And then uh, in the end, the lady ends up coming out again and trying it, trying to blast him, but. He's now sort of fully turned into the demon and she realized, oh no, we've lost. I'm going to freeze the fort to try and trap him in here. Everyone flee now. And she grabs him and pulls him into the other room and uses her super power to try and freeze the fort. I think Which she the, does. But which, uh, Adam kind of breaks off just before she... Yeah, he sort of, just as before she hits the shield that does the freeze, he sort of gets out of her hands and sort of flies up mm. and she then freezes and everyone's sort of getting frozen in spots except for, for Yoon and Yoon too. Yeah. <laughs> Yoon Byu and Yoon too and Moon Lee. And Moon Lee. So they end up getting into a corridor um, and escaping the freezing but then Adam blasts through the roof of the fort and gets away. Yeah. <laughs> While cackling, you can't catch me. <laughs> you can't trap me, I think it was. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, so then they're all three of them are outside and, and the whole fort's frozen over and they're like, no, the master's trapped in there too. I'm like, what are we going to do now? He goes, oh yeah, we had to get those swords. Did you remember, you remember that main plot? Remember that thing that we had to do? The thing we had to do? Oh yeah. Oh shit. We've only got like 15 days left. We had to start with 49 days. We last, last wasted like 30 days dealing with this crap. Oh yeah, that's right. There was an ongoing quest, <laughs> quest for the two swords. So the three of them. Decide yes, we have to save mankind and uh, travel to that uh, the mountain where the disciple is with the two swords. Journey to the west, Ex- essentially, yeah. yes, yeah, to find the magic scriptures. I mean, the swords, <laughs> and they they get to the the mountain range, which looks the same mountain range as every mountain range that they've been on this whole film. <laughs> there's not very good location scouting. Yes, and uh, they get there, and there's kind of like a All set um, piece. <laughs> They get there and there's kind of like a, um, a red door. It's kind of like a furnace door in the down, side of Down a, in the valley. <laughs> down in the valley where the wild things grow. And uh, this door is kind of like the... It kind of looks like cellophane in the back with like a torch <laughs> behind it. <laughs> Somebody's just shining a torch. Yeah. It's Chewy Hark. <laughs> saving the money, saving the money. And uh, the worst special effects in the film. <laughs> it's pretty bad. But then they get there and... Um, they have to call the uh, who's the guardian of the swords like Latit or something like that. No, like um, they they're about to to they're sort of going where oh they call her name that's right yeah they said how do we find her let's just shout out her name yeah and then the, she causes like an earthquake or an avalanche um which well she doesn't cause it but then one happens and it turns out that it's actually there's like, all these chains sort of all of a sudden strung up all over the place and like what's with these chains and then. A boulder appears, and a man's attached to the boulder, yeah. a la Kung Fu Cult Master. Very much Kung Fu Cult Master, except instead of having his back broken, he's just a guy who's attached himself to a boulder. <laughs> yeah, he's he's holding the line between good and evil, because down in the valley is evil, and up on the mountain is good. And he's holding the, the balance between the two, because he's good. He's yeah. trying to stop anything evil getting to the evil place. That's right, and he's chaining himself, because he's afraid what will happen if he turns, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so there's a bit of exposition here, uh, and then shit just starts to get real. <laughs> he does tell them, "Oh yeah, that the the girl's up on that cave up there. <laughs> That's where she is. If oh, okay. you want to go?" So he tells he does tell them where she is. But then the Ying Tech Ying Tech Ying Tech yeah Ying Tech yeah yeah that sounds about right. Yeah, and that's when like that red thing starts to suck in, like it, it makes like no, this gravity well. It it 
it doesn't yet because um, then they go, someone else has come as well, and they turn to see Adam oh, fully turned into Adam. evil Adam. Yeah. So he's he's let his hair out of his buns. So he's got the flying, <laughs> flowing he's hair, let his down. hair down. <laughs> let his hair down. He's now dressed in red. Yeah, no longer pure. No longer pure. He's evil. He's like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. And he laughs. And then uh, he ends up getting in a fight with the the old chained up. Oh, that's right. Guy unleashes the evil. Unleashing his evil. Yeah, so he's got <laughs> twin swords now, but they're red glowy swords. Yes. And uh, yeah, they have a bit of a, a fight. You don't really see much of that fight. Sort no. of like cuts because it, it more focuses on you and you and one and two. Yeah. As they. There was a bit of like Shaolin soccer going on because they kicked that oh, big the boulder. Ball, yeah, the boulder between each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. one like he heads it and then he kicks it. <laughs> he goes backwards and yeah. forwards. And there's you and one and two are sort of dodging out of the way of the falling cliffs and everything all yes. over the place. And uh, at some point, um, the the boulder guy gets sort of trapped to one side, and and in, um, Adam dives towards the the evilness uh, in the bottom of the valley. And Ewan jumps in the way to try and stop him. No, I won't let you get there. And uh, oh, that's right. That's when he gets sucked into the. Yeah. Then yeah. they get both knocked and. Um, Evil, evil Adam ends up getting there anyway, mm. and uh, and Ewan is sort of getting. There's that's when the gravity well sort of starts up and starts sucking things towards it. Yeah, so Yunbu gets sucked in, and that's when um, Yun too is like, "No, I got to go and rescue him." And and Moon, they're sort of on onto the one side, and he's like, "Moon, you you go and find the the one with the twin swords because someone's got to do that." Yeah, let's push the story along here. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, right. that's what we were saying. God, come on, <laughs> like, come on, two hours. <sighs> And then uh, I'll go find you and him. Like, didn't we just say he got sucked in? <laughs> didn't look like he could grab anything. Yes. But anyway, <laughs> Moon's like, no, I can't. And so he starts throwing rocks at her until she He's runs He's like, what, away. you haven't left yet? <laughs> so I then, thought they were going to bone. Yeah, well, that's true. But uh, No boning. So, so he, he heads towards the evil passageway and all of a sudden now there's chains everywhere because the bad... Uh, the the boulder guy has uh, like set up his chain network. All his the place. chain network. Yeah, I call it his chain network. <laughs> so you and two goes. Oh, now I can like crawl along the chains until I can see over there. So he crawls yes. towards it, holding onto the chains. And there's you and holding one chain. Yeah, stopping himself and getting sucked in. And the um, the master guy. What was his name? Yun Yun Tao or something like that. The uh, the chain the guy. Chain boulder guy. Um, I don't know. Uh, he's not in it very long, though. Yeah, yeah. There was, this is like his last bit. He's like, he's he's there anyway. He's holding up the chain. So um, Yun 2 grabs Yun 1 and uh, pulls him up, but they can't escape. So um, Boulder Guy, Boulder Master. <laughs> Boulder Master, yes, Boulder yeah, Master, that'll do. Boulder Master um, decides to sacrifice himself. So he falls into um, the evilness and uses the chains to flick Yun one and two out. Oh, well, is that why they, they end up in the water? In. Yeah. yeah. So right. then they go flying through the air and land in the middle of a lake. Oh, good. Because I was actually starting to fall asleep at this point. I was like, yeah, oh, the story. Oh, it's so long. Oh, oh my gosh. Because yeah, um, I have to say though that that set piece where things are getting sucked in that looked pretty cool. That reminded me of the Upside Down from Stranger Things. But yeah, but but when they actually end up getting thrown into the lake, because I'd nodded off for about two seconds, and I woke up, I was like, "What? They're in the water! They're in water! How did that happen?" <laughs> <laughs> so um, then they're sort of floating, uh, and and Yun Two notices that Yun One's not above the water, so he has to go down oh, and, okay. and pull him out, but he can't swim. Yes, and then um, all of a sudden, um, the two swords sort of start flying through the air and save them. There's a purple uh. one and a green one. 
and uh, and then this Yin Tick um, pulls them to safety and brings them to her magical cave and it seems like she's not so much as a disciple as a magical deity kind of thing yeah she's kind of like a goddess or something yeah but she doesn't have all the answers so <laughs> which was the weird part i was like she's a goddess or she is just someone that has supernatural powers i don't well, know she's, she's the guardian of the swords and i was she, like why can't she just use the swords yeah and then because they she transforms their clothes into like new um like oh that's outfits. right yes yeah right, so they can see their rocking pecs and stuff going on yeah well rocking nipple go, yeah <laughs> and she's going she says so one sword it represents heaven the purple sword and the green sword represents earth and you need to use both swords to defeat the evil ones because heaven and earth working together can defeat anything and then they're like but you must not cross the swords and so they ask the, the obvious question what happens if we cross the swords and she's don't like, cross the streams yeah, yeah i don't actually know what happens and it's like aren't you the guardian of the fucking swords and she's like oh, hang on a minute i'll ask chen tech he's sitting there with his moon disc we're almost forgotten about him by now yes and then she's oh, chang mei chang mei yeah. sorry chang mei and, and she asks him through the moon disc he's like what do you mean what happens <laughs> you die <Yeah. laughs> you don't touch him and yeah like, that's but, right but why he goes oh the only only time they can ever touch is if the two people are of the same mind yeah because the prophecy is like if you touch the swords everything gets destroyed but to defeat evil you have to unite the swords <laughs> and they're like what the fuck that's the same thing <laughs> but you can only do so when you both got the same mind and the same purpose and the same goal yes and so she's like oh okay that makes sense <laughs> okay so in my mind I'm thinking that if you were to have like a promiscuous gay relationship that's not acceptable <laughs> but a gay marriage is totally acceptable and that's when the two swords unite yeah, and combine so this is where I, I thought your yeah your your gay prophecy was coming to work <laughs> <My gay prophecy. laughs> yeah but one love baby some reason she decides she'll split her soul or whatever between the two of them so she joins their minds by uniting herself into two of them she essentially becomes like a magical walkie talkie so they're three people in in, in two bodies (laughs) it's just so they can talk to each other it's stupid yeah like telepathically yeah crazy uh, so they both have the swords and like yeah okay now we can go defeat the evil ones finally Uh, so this is the double dragon moment because the two of them are like well it would be great if they were different colors but they they could wear denim and it would have been better yeah that would be so cool black the denim a blue shirt and a red shirt (laughs) missed opportunity Choi Hark yes pay attention um so Moon Lee's wandering around now he did tell her to go to the freaking cave before I don't know why she's suddenly on the battlefield where all the the people are fighting each other oh yeah that's right and she's, she's like, <laughs> look at the sky, stupid people. There's like red flames and stuff. And like, no, nah, no, nah, we'll fight each other. And she goes, I'll, I'll grab all the commanders off them yes. and make them follow. So she starts dragging the commanders around, flying through the air. Because I didn't know it was her because yeah. purple boots. And yeah, I was like, yeah. what? She's got like, purple what? boots? Yeah, she has purple boots. Jeez. So she kidnaps these ca- commanders and makes them follow the, them, trying to, of, you know, ostensibly like save them from the evilness that's going yes. on in the sky. And at the same time, um, you and one and two sort of fly into the sky. Oh, this is the worst <laughs> to, part of the film. Yeah, and there's like a big red evil in there. And then it turns out it's Adam in there with his twin red blades. Yes. And they start having like a, a fight. Um, one from one direction, one from the other direction. It's a terrible, terrible CG fight. Uh, yeah. They're on some horrible green screen. The, the Yeah, I think the problem with the CG here is that they try to do the background as well as the blades. Oh. And they sort of cancel each other out. So the blades never look. They never look like solid. Yeah, they just look like little misty lights. And like the the actual um, the green screen, like they they when they try to uh, mask 
the green screen and the actors, it's kind of not clean. So it just kind of looks ew, muddy and Yeah, it's and like, gross. you know, where they used to like rub Vaseline over to stop, Ugh. you know, seeing the strings and things that were going on. It's just it's terrible. It's kind of like, yeah. Yeah. It would be interesting if they did upscale it or something, trying to clean well, it up. It'd be good to like see the remake. But, yeah, um, well, who knows? Hasn't Ewan's not in that, so we don't need to watch it. Yeah, so Ewan View and Ewan Two, they just don't look cool at all. Mm. They look terrible. In fact, when they talk to each other, they put their hands, their fingers to their temples, <laughs> like the telepathic. I'm yeah. talking to you, telepathic. kind of like Aquaman talking to fish. <laughs> yeah, like whoop 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 whoop. <laughs> so then they go, "Oh, hang on a minute, we're each on the other side of him. So let's join by like jumping towards him from either side and and shoving the swords into him." They do a flying Superman, and their swords extend from their fists. fists. And I was like. How can you not know where each other are? Just look. Use your yeah. eyes. Yeah. And maybe too much red. Too much <laughs> Special red. effects. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, that's right. The special effects are so poor, I can't distinguish shapes. <laughs> Except Adam Cheng, his beauty cannot be contained. No. That's what the real glowing in the scene. Oh. <laughs> so, of course, they end up skewering him effectively, and the yes. two blades sort of explode um, Adam into nothingness. Yes. Um, but at this point, we head back to Cheng Mei, who's been trying to stop the um, cocoon demon from like appearing the whole time, and his mirror sort of goes out when the the red starts. Yes. So the cocoon demon starts being birthed, and eventually it it comes free. And the worst sort of creature <laughs> workshop thing. I don't even know. It's like a blob. It is. Like yeah. a few black things sticking out of it. Red crater. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's not yeah. even there for very long either. And then all of a sudden, oh yeah, we've we've beat Adam now. Through the sword, and it sort of cuts the demon in half, like within you know yeah. three or four seconds of seeing the thing. It's and like, it Yay! explodes. It explodes. Yay, we won! And uh, and they're all then teleported to the top of a mountain. Yes, and this is when Yunbu takes the opportunity. Kind of, he speaks, but then Samo's there. Uh, old Samo, Samo from the army. Samo, he's yep. fighting Choi Hark. Uh, actually, yeah, and uh, Yun Bu kind of broadcast this speech, which Samo is repeating. Yeah, just talking about you know you I don't know like love your brother and we got to work together. To, yeah, you know, form a better society or some some crap. Yeah, anyway. Some preaching bullshit. Some, some stuff, and we're like, what's going to happen? Dude, credits. Well, first, what happens <laughs> is Samo jumps into the sky <laughs> and it freeze frames with Samo, just his feet like, like off the screen. And I was like, oh, that is the worst ending. <laughs> and then that's it. And then it's just credits. like credits, roll, roll credits. credits. And that was Zoo Warriors from Magic Mountain. From the Magic Mountain. From the Magic Mountain. Are you sure there's just one? <laughs> there's a lot of well, magic. There's mountain. a lot of, it's a mountain range. So yeah, oh. they're all magic. Uh, th- this movie, I remember watching bits of it as a child and I never actually saw the whole thing. Mm. Um, I remember seeing bits of it going, wow, this movie's amazing. Um, and now as an adult, not so much. <laughs> yeah, it um, really felt the time go. It, yeah. It really, like, while some of the individual stunts and, and fight scenes were pretty good, um, and the jumping, um, I, and I did really like the camera work on that stuff, the plot just felt really long and dragged. Yeah, it meandered, and, mm. like, the screenplay wasn't very tight, and the fact that they repeated... The healing section, like yeah. going to the fort and then going yeah. back. Yeah. It's just like, come on, guys. Like, it, it almost like you could almost cut that whole bit out. Yeah. Except you just had to get Moon Lee out of there, but they could have just run into her along the way or something. You it's, know? Yeah. It was like, then you like saved yourself half an hour. It's a much tighter film. 
you know what kills minutes. me? Do you know what kills me? And it's the same, like Journey to the West, uh, this movie, Krull, all of these, uh, I call them like epic quest movies, right? Mm. The quest is epic and I want to see that. But then they, they, they bog it down by having just small stories that go nowhere and do nothing and then they end up in the and then the actual quest gets condensed into like 10 minutes yeah it's like oh shit we meandered too much (laughs) quickly let's get back onto the main storyline oh yeah we're done now yeah like just like man the quest is what makes it cool and they just cut it so short and they they do things it seems like poor planning but i have a feeling that you know it's i think it's the opposite i think it's too much too too ambitious they i think i get the feeling that it is a story and the story is so many chapters long and they go yeah we'll do the whole thing into a movie and they go mm, it probably was more like two movies and yeah you, they tried to take bits out then mash them together and it just yeah they probably destroys spent it. heaps of money on this sky fort set and they're like well, we spent too much money for it to just <laughs> take up like a tenth of the film we can't do one healing scene we'll do two healing scenes uh, like i understand budgetary cons- constraints and whatnot but you know like you got all these special effects. The story is what comes first. The effects just add to it. And the, the my main problem with this film actually is, uh, I think Yoon Bu is charismatic as shit. Like he is, he's cool, and I want to see him on screen doing what he does best: flips and and all of that shit. Sammo Hung, super charismatic. Uh, Yoon Too, discount Yoon Bu. No, <laughs> no. A bumbling sidekick. Yes, yes. <laughs> like charismatic. That, no. Get rid of his character. Get rid of the Abbot. Adam Cheng, super charismatic. You know what I mean? Like, just just pair it back and and actually have, like, the fight scenes, while amazing, were just so wire-fooey. Mm. They were just, like, flying, which I guess, you know, wushu, that's the whole point, right? Mm. Um, but have it interspersed with, like, a couple of actual proper fights. Because, mm. um, you know, like, Yun Bu can fight, Samo can fight, Adam Cheng presumably can fight. Yeah, I think they were really going for the high fantasy feel with this movie. Um and I mean, it does, it does meet that requirement, but to the detriment of the rest. Yeah, it was like the never-ending dark crystal of Labyrinth. <laughs> you know, like it's a whole bunch sort of yeah, smashed together. together. But at the same time, you have to say this movie kind of predates a lot of those movies. So mm. a lot of those ideas from those movies came from this movie. Possibly. Possibly. I don't, I don't we, know. Whether... We already said that John Carpenter is said yes. Big Trouble in Little China. I don't definitely. know whether Jim Henson was watching Wushu films. Who knows? Yeah. Well, they're, they're all big into these you know, yeah. Chinese films at the time. I appreciate yeah. what they're doing. And yes, it, it, in some way it's led to better films. <laughs> um, but True. it's just I, I, I just kind of lament what could have been. Yeah. Um, but I guess you know what missed opportunity. Good, good for them that they he was able to get the budget to make a film like this. Yeah. Um, so moving on to our next uh, segment of the Asian action cast, which is do do this at home. Uh, we usually have a look at these Asian action films, and as a child, I would watch them and go, "I want to try that on my brother," or "I want to do this particular move." And um, in this film. I, I I wasn't actually keeping that in the back of my mind because <laughs> um there weren't any really big uh, stunt pieces. No, I mean while there was lots of flying around and bouncing off things, which were impressive, and I'd obviously want to try bouncing off pillars yeah. if I could. Um, there wasn't any singular move that I thought that was awesome. There was one particular move that I saw, and I thought that that's really cool. Um, which is, and they do this in a lot of wushu films where. Uh, like somebody's falling or or they need to get somewhere quickly, right? And what they do is this shot of um, basically like a Superman flying shot 
and you start up high. So the Yunbu or Adam Cheng or whatever start up high, and they would come down like a swing and glide low to the ground and then come back up. <laughs> and that just looks so cool. Like it's like the coolest swing like ever. And I've always wanted to have that power to just kind of fly, but not actually fly, but just Superman glide close to the ground. It's a recurring dream I have. Um, <laughs> so that that's probably my move that I would love to be able to do. Well, yeah, as I said, I'd I like to be able to bounce off pillars. Bounce off as pillars, I please. That was a funny bounce, bounce, bounce. There was that one scene where they're uh, fighting the evil sect, and they yeah. kick the bad guy, yeah. and he like ping pinballs. Yeah, ping ping ping. Yeah, ping. <laughs> like ricochets with the actual pinball sound. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Like it's kind of like Warner Brothers when they yeah. bounce around. Actually, that was one of the, my other concerns with this film: is uh, the violence was very um, non-threatening. You know, like nobody. Yeah, you didn't at any stage feel the you know the heroes were in that much danger. No, it, it felt kind of like yeah, they were the heroes and they were going to win the whole time anyway. There was no impact to any of the hits because uh, everyone's a superhero. I think it was also because the bad guys were weren't very rounded or or made into threatening beings you kind of always felt they were like two bit characters that were just going to get pushed to the side yeah so. yeah well they didn't really kill anyone no, I don't mm. think anybody really died except Adam Cheng who exploded in a fireball that's <laughs> um, what happens when two swords cross <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah other than that I don't think there was anything that was really like a person died so you felt like the stakes were very high yeah um, oh actually what's the next I mean we used to do would you watch this with your partner but uh, we've vetoed that and uh, we've gone with, was it the best stunt in the film? Hail, Hail to, to the, the Stuntman? Stunt yeah. Which one, who do you think got injured the most? <sighs> Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a step here and I'm going to say that it was one of either Bridget Lynn in the Skyfort or one of the disciples who were girls. They're doing these uh, flips, right? Where they, they're getting injured and they flip and land on their backs and shit. And the girls are wearing pretty much just silks. Mm. They don't even have shoes. So the girls are doing these stunts completely almost naked. And the guys are obviously dressed in big robes with like shoes and shit. And I reckon if anyone was going to get hurt, it would be one of those girls that were just throwing themselves on this hard concrete ground. Yeah, I, I, I'd go with them getting hurt the most in some of the shots. But because yeah. it's so, you know, wire work and stuff, it's obviously any of the impact were just faked impact. There wasn't any hard impact a lot of the time. Mm. Um, any other stunts that you saw probably hurt somebody? No, no, I don't. I, I didn't really get it. As I said, I didn't feel in danger at any point yeah. <laughs> for any of the heroes. It wasn't that hard impact or hard hits or anything. It was all wire work, which was which was nice. And as I said, the camera work is really nice and very smooth, but it, it takes something away from that visceral kind of impact. Yeah. Feel. But it's not meant to be that either. It's meant to be high-flowing fantasy wushu. So it just took a little bit away from the action for me because of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Non-threatening. Mm. Um, so yeah, that was the Asian action cast on Zoo Warriors from the Magic Mountain. The Magic Mountain, yeah. <laughs> Zoo, colon, <laughs> Warriors from the Magic I actually have no idea. So this was a film in 1983. Um, yes, a 1983 film which predates a lot of the fantasy films that we've seen. Uh, as for what's coming up next, we had a look at a couple of films. There's one called Fury which looked pretty cool, but it was a 2019 film. There's a few 2019 ones that look kind of interesting that we may get to at some point. Um, I don't think we're going to call out what we're going to do because uh, inevitably it falls. We never know. <laughs> it's fun and we can never find it out the, the best uh, way to get together and, and uh, 
choose a film because we end up arguing about what we're going to watch. <laughs> so it's always it's always a mystery of of which will be the next film. So yes. we'll wait wait and see until wait next see. time. Yeah, <laughs> which should be on new equipment. So yes, so yeah. it should sound better. Listen up, sharper. All right, thanks for cool. listening. Thanks for having us. Catch you later. Bye. Bye.